What's up, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Boxing Club Podcast. I am yours truly, Big Chubbs. Filling in for my boy, Lou Almighty. We got Edgar. What's up, baby? How's it going? How you doing? Doing good. Good to be home. It's about time, dog. You were gone for how long? Uh, like five months. Five months? Yeah, five months. You survived the fucking hurricane? Yeah, I did. How, hey, fool, how was that shit? Horrible. Never again. Never? Never again. I'd rather, I'd rather do an earthquake. You didn't drown? No, I'm still here. Hey, you're a good swimmer, though, right, fool? We're Mexican. Hell no. Can't swim. <laughs> Come on, bro. We're here in Temecula. Uh, it's been a long time coming. We've been trying to get this interview for how long, bro? Shit, like two years, dog. It's two been, it's, yeah, fuck, it's been that long? It's been a minute. We were supposed to do this back in March, but. Get your, get your microphone in front of you, bro. We were supposed to do this back in March, but I forgot why it got canceled. Um, you were busy. Oh yeah, my brother fought in March. That's why you were you you were busy, and then we set it up again, and then you were busy again. Mm-hmm. But uh, ladies and gentlemen, we got Raul Rally Raul Lizarraga with the podcast tonight. There you go. There you go. There you go. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the podcast, bro. Right, thank you, thank you guys for having me. It's about time we finally got this done. So how you been, man? What's what's good with you? I've been good, dog. Just uh, just chilling, training, uh, doing early road work, eating right, taking care of my kids, and chilling with my lady and at home with my brother and my dad. That's, that's pretty much it. So we're we're gonna um we're gonna go back to memory lane. Mm-hmm. We're we're gonna go f- back from where it started, right. right here, bro. Um, we like we like your fans to get to know you for who you are outside of boxing. Um, how you grew up, you know, uh, you know, just, just go back memory lane to, to where we are now. So, so where you come from, man? And I know you're, you're, you're from Diego, but why don't you go far in depth for, for a little bit? Uh, well, I grew up in San Diego in the North Park, uh, neighborhood. I got family all around San Diego, but my family is most, mostly from, uh, Golden Hills. So, but I mostly lived around my grandma's house in South Park. And, you know, I lived with my dad most of the time. And ever since I was in diapers, my dad always wanted me to wanted me to box. I, he was showing me all the VHS, VHS tapes of Fernando Vargas and De La Hoya and all that. And he's over here having me in the garage trying to hit mids with me and hit the bag with me. And then I guess, yeah, I, I fell out of love for it when I was 10. So I went to, through the little travieso phase for like five years. Came back when I was 15. Started at two, uh, 245 and then. You know, two forty five. Yeah, when I came back into boxing, bro, like six years ago, six oh, nah. years ago, two forty five. was two forty five, bro. Oh my man, I was a fat dude. I was chunky but funky, dog. Hey, hey, once you go fat, you never <laughs> go back, baby. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Shit, too many canyasada fries. Oh, dog, <laughs> I devour that shit. Mm-hmm. But I need to stop though, man. I need to stop. I I need to uh, I need to get in where I fit in, bro. So. Yep. I'm going to have to come out here and work out with you and Jesse and shit. Yeah, bro. There Jesse already told me. He's like, you fuck up if you're going to come over here. Yeah, <laughs> He's going to work. He said he's going to, he's like, you're going to go from a, from a two liter Coca-Cola bottle to a regular fucking Coca-Cola yeah, bottle. Man. He works your ass. You, you already know. No, hell yeah. So uh, growing up as a kid, bro, outside of boxing, like what'd you do? Like just fuck around in the streets or just fuck around in, like what kids do? Nah, I just normal stuff about what kid uh, what kids did. I, you know, I have my dad and my mom tell me to stay out of the streets and all that. They show me American me and all that. And they're like, no, you don't want that. I'm like, all right, I don't. <laughs> Just playing, uh, shooting the stuff, you know, skateboarding and all that. 
but my dad didn't really want me to play outside. He was like, dude, you need to focus on boxing. You're gonna, you're gonna, you know, you're gonna get hurt. You keep right. playing in the streets. And you know, I eventually got hurt. Just uh, I was like, yeah, you know, I don't really want to do this no more, dad. And you know, I got out of boxing. Became fat. Too many carnies out of fries. Everybody around me is getting skinny, taller, leaner. You know, I'm just staying a little chunky, dude. And then I came back at 15. I was like, you know what? I, I'm hungry for it again. Might as well. I watched the I watched Canelo fight uh, Chavez Jr. And I was like, yeah, I want to box again. Oh, so that that fight yeah. made you want to come back? Yeah, bro. At what age were you like? This is what I want to do now. Yeah, when I was 15, bro. Yeah. When I was 15. And what wow. what what was it about that fight though that you were just like, I got to get back in? Oh, cause I've always been a I've always been a Canelo <clears throat> fan, so I just remember watching that fight and that fool was too. He was good. He he put hands on Chavez Jr. So I was just like, you know what? I want to be I want to be good like that. And I'm a, I've always grew up a, a Canelo fan. So and my dad was like, well, if you want to do it, you got to train hard. I'm like, came to the gym the first day. Jesse had me spar. I got, <laughs> I got in the court <laughs> on your first day. On my first day, no. Like, and of course, I was eating carne salad fries like two hours before too. Got dropped with a body shot. Almost almost threw up. But I came back and I kept getting my ass whooped, and that's when he was like, "Ah, right, you know what? You have hard. I'm gonna put more time into you." Yeah, fuck that. I ain't coming here. He's gonna throw me to spar on my first day. <laughs> Hell nah, Jesse. I'm good. <laughs> I actually attended a Chavez Jr. Canelo fight. Oh really? And it was a ass whooping. Yeah, I remember. I remember watching that. I was, a, what was I? I was a sophomore when that fight happened. I was 15. Bro, why you gotta go back like that, dog? You're gonna make me feel <laughs> old as shit. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> This is like that's time ago, bro. So, so how? <laughs> that's fucked up. Hey, so um, what made you? That made you come into Temecula? Is this is your first gym, or did you go to any gym before this? No, I went to another gym in San Diego, uh, undisputed, and then I was always going up and uh, up north because my dad's from up, up northern California, so I was always I was going up there and then coming back down. But when I was up there, I was at another gym. I just kept coming, bouncing around. I was like, you know, I don't want to do this. But then I came back. I was like, I want to really want to do this, but not not just the Canelo fights when we want to do it. I just hated being fat, bro. I hated being fat. I just I wanted to be back in shape. Cause when I was a little kid, I was so fluid. I was able to run five miles easily. I felt unstoppable. Ah, yeah, and I was I just wanted to get back to that. So you were a fat lead like me? Oh yeah, no, <laughs> dog, I was I was chunky but funky, bro. Like if we played football out in the street, I was I was clocking fools. I wasn't oh, running. Shit. I wasn't running with the ball. <laughs> nah, see, cause cause. I, I'm, I've been fat my whole life, but I was into sports. Yeah. Yeah, you know I mean, I played football. I played baseball. I fucking played basketball. I even did track. I did track, too. I did track, and I got dropped from the team because I wasn't fast. Well, I, I did it. I did it. I did track for the, what's it called? I think the CYA. And, you know, I wasn't fast, but I was always having a good time when, I, when it came to the mile or two miles. Yeah, I would gas out like at a three quarter mile. Mm-hmm. I was fucking huffing and puffing. And I like, hate yeah, that shit, dog. you you don't stop eating burritos, bro. We're gonna mm-hmm. cut you. <laughs> so when you're in between fights, what's your like training regimen? What do you do on a normal basis? Uh, so I so I go out of town twice a week, either Monday and Wednesday, Wednesday, Friday, or even Tuesday and Thursday. Twice, I spar twice a week, and so on the days I don't spar, I wake up at four o'clock to go to go run at five. I run for about an hour and, uh, or 50 minutes, come back, rest, have my first meal at 7, come to the gym, or no, I have my second meal at 11, come to the gym, train for like three hours, three and a half hours, have my third meal 
at three. You know, I rest. And I have sometimes sometimes I I go to Fitness 19 or one of those gyms just to just to get a third workout in, just to get extra work working. And then that's pretty much Monday Monday through Friday. And then Saturday I wake up early to hit Fitness 19 too, or I come here to the gym. And Sunday is my only rest day. Damn, that's yeah. a long yeah. So you still stay out in San Diego, or no? I stay. I I live out. Uh, I live around the area now. I live out in Menifee. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So what's your style like? Okay, before we get there, did you do any amateurs before you went pro? Yeah, I was. Uh, I, I did amateurs. Yeah. How How did you do in the amateurs? I did good in the amateurs. Uh, I mean, I was all right, but in 2019, I was ranked number three and number one at 178. Okay. Oh, nice. Yeah, so I did. I did a couple of national tournaments, but I don't really care about that. The amateurs is in the past. So your pro debut was January two thousand twenty-one. Yeah, January two thousand twenty-one, January thirtieth in a TJ and Tijuana, right? The big punch bowl. Yeah, a, a lot of people debut there, bro. Is there a reason for that, or is you know, it just that's where? Maybe it's just uh, I debuted there because we we wanted to just get the feel of it. You know, we weren't really in, uh, talking to promoters and us. We were like, you know what, just. We'll get our feet wet and see how it is. You know, it wasn't that bad, but a lot of people start there just because they want to jumpstart their career, get a good, uh, get a good record out there, and that's when they start upping up in opposition. Nice. So you're all TKOs and KOs, bro. Yeah, because yeah, I train hard, bro. I don't, tra- I don't train to go the distance. I mean, I train to last, but at the end of the day, I want to take you out. I mean, it'll come when it comes, but I want to punish you. So what do you what do you base your style like who who do you try to mimic or you try to mimic anybody or or you grab something from somebody and grab something from some somebody else and you make it your style or or what do you think your style is I don't really know bro because I, I I can box sometimes and I get fancy with the head movement and then I can be a a brawler and an inside fighter but I don't know who I base my style off of but my my two favorite boxers of all time was Roy Jones Jr. and Mike Tyson before oh, even before they fought. I was I was a big Roy Jones Jr. and Mike Tyson fan. Hey, Roy Jones Jr. was a shit though, bro. Roy Jones Jr. was bad. He was I'm on a different level. Savage, dude. He was on a different level. Hell yeah! I was that I was that one kid going to the gym before I went to the gym watching Roy Jones Jr. highlights and Mike Tyson highlights, just to get pumped up and all that. You hear nice, that, Roy? Nice. You hear that, Roy? So have you had a fight yet where you're like, man, this guy's style was harder? Has everything been kind of easy so far? Mm, you know, the first, uh, you know, I never really. Got into a, I never had a fight like that before to where I'm like, okay, this guy's a little difficult because at the end of the day, at the end of like the first round, I, I adjust. I'm like, okay, I know what I got to do. And I just that I try to break them down so they get a little bit slower and a little bit, a little more tired. And then they're like, then they're like, they get that, they try to get that third breath and they try to, they try to slow down. That's when I pick it up. What about left-handers? Have you gotten in the ring with a lot of them or no? Yeah, I've actually gotten in the ring with a lot of left-handers. Back in April, when I made my United States debut, I fought a. It was a. Let me tell you a story about my United States Let's debut. Let's go. Tell <laughs> it. Tell it. Crazy, bro. I was supposed to. I was supposed to fight at 168, right? And then this dude, And then they tell me, oh, 170, 172. I'm like, what the hell is going on? And when I get to, when I go to weigh in, I was one. I think I was 170 or 169. I was ready. I was. I was fit, bro. And they they tell me they go, hey, your guy's 185. You need you need a you need to eat and drink drink water to gain weight. I'm like. What the fuck? For a way? What? A, usually it's the other way around. Yeah, bro. That no dude weighed one, 185. And then when we fought, he was 196. So oh, I think shit. 194. God damn. Yeah, bro. That dude, was, that dude was big, bro. So how were you able to overcome that obstacle? 
Oh, you know, he was just getting tired. So I was like, you know, I'm just, I'm gonna just throw the big punches, get him tired, get the points. I know I'm not gonna knock him out. I, I hurt him with a couple punches, but I knew he, he's a big dude. He can take, he could take him. But then I got him with a good body shot on him. You know, you know what that means. Got him. Yeah, and I tried to knock the grease out of his ass. (laughs) There you go. Yeah, dog. Yeah, bro. So, yeah, I just, I, and then after the second round, Jesse and my, my. And my other coach, Travis, and then Felix, they're all telling me, just stay on him, do what you got to do. And I'm all looking like this to the side. I'm like, oh, he, he say the referee's waving a no. And he's like, oh, you're good. Never mind. Hell yeah. Crazy, bro. Wow, bro, that's crazy. It was crazy. Hey, but you know what, dude? That I've That's the second time I hear about a situation like that where mm-hmm. you're you're coming in at this weight, but then at the weigh they're like, yeah, dog, you need to gain like seven pounds yeah. within a couple hours. Before, so you can weigh in because homeboy came in at fucking yeah. two hundred pounds and shit. It was crazy, bro. It was crazy. Like I think like three days before my my weigh-ins, he was like two hundred, one ninety-eight, bro. I was like, oh, dude, I don't I'm kind of jealous, shit. I wish I was at two hundred. <laughs> 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 it's all right, Doc Chuck. You go funky, bro. That's right, man. So your last fight, bro. I I thought you were a fucking wrestler, dude. Oh, dude, he just he got tired, bro. So he just kept wanting to hug me. Watching Ray Mysterio highlights, trying to <laughs> trying to RKO his ass. I was like, damn, this was going to 619 his ass right yeah, now. Yeah, well, I tried, <laughs> dog. How frustrating is that, though, when someone's just laying on you, trying to get him off? But I don't get too, I don't well, get too frustrated because I know he does it to, to, to make me mad. But I, do, I know he's doing it because he's tired. So I'm like, okay. I do a technique where they put the weight on me. I put my arms over them like that. And then now they're carrying me. And so he gets tired. So, that's, and so now they're getting tired. And then he tried to he tried to do all this maneuvering stuff. So I said, "All right." I put my glove in front of his face, knocked his mouthpiece out, pushed him to the ground. He, and once I saw the back of his head hit the canvas, I'm like, "Dude, this this guy's done. He's done." Bro, he was like, "I'm not in there, right?" But I was getting I was getting irritated, and I was like, mm-hmm. "Can you just get off my boy real quick and just box?" Yeah, like no. I wanted to put him on you, put it on you real quick. But dude, like he he like hunched he hunched on your back, right? Mm-hmm. And he just stood up. And Fu just fucking flew over and fell. Yeah, bro. I was like, oh, shit, you got some WWF going on in this motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. yeah, bro, it was bad. He kept holding me. I was able to smell his cheap-ass under uh, Arm & Hammer uh, deodorant. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but how do you keep your cool, dude? Like, how do you keep your cool? How do you not get frustrated? How do you stay in your in your game plan when, when motherfuckers like that hug and, and hold and, and try to play dirty with you? Honestly, I don't, I don't really have a technique. I just I breathe out of my nose. Yeah, because you know how some people they breathe out of their mouth. They want to get, they want to get hyped. I breathe out of my nose, and it calms me down, keeps my heart rate going, but it it slows it down to where I'm not using uh, straight adrenaline. Ah, so yeah. Nice. So I keep I keep my calm. I le- I learned that technique sparring David Benavides, bro. I was there. Yeah, I remember that. I was there. So we met on Instagram first, right? Mm-hmm. We f- we first met on Instagram, and and then uh, we started chopping it up on Instagram. And then uh, we got, I got, we got invited to uh, to a private uh, workout mm-hmm. for the Dave and Avides training camp. And uh, Rayo and Diego were there. And then I pull up, and I was like, "Fuck is is that Raúl?" And then I I jumped on Instagram real quick, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh shit, it is Raúl." And then I, I, I went up to you right, and I mm-hmm. was like, hey, bro, what's up? Like, I introduced myself to him. 
well, you were record, you were actually recording, you were live streaming, and then you, and then you pointed the phone at me. You were like, you're like in a future guest. I'm like, oh shit, that's how you do. <laughs> yeah. all right, all right. On the spot. And the um, spot. so I was like, because I was like, fuck, dude, I've been trying to get him on the pod for for a minute. And then he steps in the ring, dude, and and it, he sparred Diego. Mm-hmm. I was fucking like, damn, this boy can fucking, yeah, nice. this boy can play. And uh, out of all the sparring partners that Diego had that day, Raul's the only one that got props. No nice. lie. Like, Diego came out the ring and, and he gave him mad props. And I was like, damn, like, this boy, this boy can chuck him. And then ever since then, we've been trying to get him on. And then, yeah, we set up a date. And but it's finally here. It's finally here. Um, my boy's got a fight coming up mm-hmm. February 4th. At the Lump Color, I don't even know how to say that. Lump, Lump Color Center, Lump Color Arena. Lump Color Center, Lump Color Arena in Ontario. Mm-hmm. So, how has preparation been for for that for your upcoming fight, bro? Preparation is good. You know, we started we uh, we started the tra- training camp off um, strong. I didn't really take too long of a break. I was still working, even though I was taking time off. And I came back. I felt good. We started sparring against Roman Villa, number uh, ranked number one in mm. Venezuela. And then sparring Eric Priest and Terrell Gachet. And then there's another kid I was sparring. Oh, uh, Sergey Boatich. Bo, is that how you say his name? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that guy right there. Yeah, he's good. They're, they're good guys getting good sparring, getting good work in. And I feel good, bro. I feel confident going into February 4th. So how, how, does, how does each fight or how does... Each preparation give like you take you, you watch film or you guys watch who you're fighting your opponent, and I'm pretty sure every preparation is different, right? Well, yeah, every preparation is different, you know. But it all it all comes down when you step in the ring, the first rounds, the fill out round. That's when you that's when you throw the baits, the feints, and when you land the punches, which punches you realize he likes to throw, which punches you know he doesn't, and then that's when you put it all together last minute in the ring, and. You know the preparation in 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 the ring and outside the ring. It just it all comes down to when you're about to fight, stay cool, and all that. That's what's up. So <clears throat> you're a girl dad, right? Yeah, I got I got two girls, bro. <laughs> so what outside the ring? Like, what do you what do you like to do outside of the ring when you're not in here fucking fools up? I just I just chill at home with my daughters, Analia and and Solo. That's I, that's all I do. I chill with them. I take them out sometimes. When it was Christmas, I take them to the the Christmas tree. What's it called? Off off Scott Road. It's Christmas tree uh, farm. And then the pumpkin patch. All that. I try I try to be an active dad because my dad was an active dad with us. So, but they're girls, so you know I can't I can't be as hard on them. So I just try to make it fun, and then. Uh, Cause they know, cause they know, they probably see me. They look at me and they're like, "Okay, you know, dad, dad works his ass off." <laughs> yeah, bro, but you have a huge following. Like you have a huge, huge following. Um, I seen a video when you were, I think it was at Commerce when we were supposed to go. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we ended up having to do some other shit. I seen videos of your crowd, bro. It's insane. My one, one of my homegirls that she's she's a big. Uh, boxing fanatic as well she was like oh my gosh he had three three quarters of that full fucking building just knocking mm-hmm. and then when the last time when i seen you fight right here at the um the lump column center or arena or whatever it is um 
That shit was packed, bro. It was thumping, bro. Rally Row was everywhere. Rally Row was rallying. Like, it was shit was loud. Yeah, bro. How does that feel when you're in there? Like, the crowd's on your side. Does it give you motivation? It feels you know, better, right? Yeah, it gives me motivation. It makes me it makes me happy. But at the at the end of the day, as soon it's weird, bro. They don't lie. As soon as you get in the ring, you don't hear you don't hear the crowd. You just hear your you just hear your coaches' voices and then the referees' voices. Everything else is just blank. Like you don't hear nothing, bro. You don't hear nothing. I don't hear nothing, bro. I, unless when I throw I, I land a good punch. That's when I first split second hear the crowd go oh. But, like, after that, bro, it's just straight my coach's voices and the referee's voices. Follow the game plan. Oh, the entire shit. Time. Yeah. If you notice, most of the time, if you watch videos of my fight, most of the time my my face is so focused on my opponent. I'm watching every little thing he's doing, any, every little twitch, every little movement he's doing with his leg, his waist, his, where his eyes are going. I pay attention, bro, because I'm, I'm focused. Hey, so how, how does it feel, dude, to to be one of the hottest, hottest prospects in the IE Outside of, you know, Big Chubbs and Lou Almighty and the Boxing Club podcast. <laughs> you know, it feels, it feels good. It feels good, bro. Yeah, at the end of the day, I'm glad I'm, I'm starting to get a little more recognition and people are starting to uh, give me more pop. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter much unless you, you're able to execute the plan, which is become world champion. Right. Yeah. Where are your belts at? Speaking of. My belts are at the house. I forgot to bring them, dog. Oh, I messed up, dude. I, I I for sure thought you were gonna bring your. I was gonna wear that shit throughout the whole interview. <laughs> I was I was leaving the house, bro. I was like I was like, wait a minute. I, before I put the I, I took the emergency brake. I was like, wait a minute. What am I forgetting? I looked at my bag, my training gears, all that in there. My shoes are in there. My extra clothes. I, mean, I think I got everything. And as soon as I I'm pulling up to gym, I'm like, I my forgot belts. my damn belt. <laughs> oh man, that's come on, bro. You gotta you, you gotta bring it. Mm-hmm. Well, right here, my boy, we like to play a little game called 12 Rounds of Versus. All right, all right. We're going to give you two options. Mm -hmm. It's either going to be this or that. And you have to pick one. All right. You can't pick both. (laughs) You could only pick one. All right. Wings or tacos? Tacos. There's only been two people out of the whole entire time that we've been doing this that's big. Wings over tacos. This fool's go to Buffalo Wild Wings. That's <laughs> Pizza or burgers? Pizza. Sunset or sunrise? I've seen both, but I'd rather I'd rather see sunset. Why? Well, cause there's a there's a place in San Diego called Sunset Cliffs in Ocean, in Ocean Beach. I've been there. Hey, bro, it's, it's nice. It's nice when you see the sunset, and even even the one in a. Oh man, I'm blanking. The one in Dana Point is dope too. What, what's the what's that what's that beach called where you know you go to the, to the oh the Coronado Bridge the Coronado? Coronado yeah Coronado they have a good sunset there too, bro. Yeah, yeah. I gotta take I'm just you. there yesterday. I gotta, I gotta take you there. <laughs> I went <to> yesterday. <laughs> nah, dude, yeah, suns right there. Sunsets are there. Is is different. Mister mm-hmm. Little One or Mister Shadow? A little one. Really? A little one. My. My dad was his homeboy. My little one is the one that gave my dad the nickname Rally Row, and that's where I took it. No shit. Yeah. And then uh, Shadow from uh, from from Little Italy. So, and Sherman, I think uh, little one had his birthday at my nana's house in like '98 or '97, bro. Wow. No shit. I kid you, you not. I kid you not. No shit. That's yeah. time. Shout I out to little not. one. Yeah. I like his. I like his shit. My middle name Reyes is 
that that's little one's name because my dad. Yeah. No shit. Yeah. That's good to know. Shout out to you, Mr. Little One. Big or Tupac? Tupac. The beach or the mountains? I never been in the mountains before, bro. So I gotta choose the beach by default. By default, right? A penthouse or a cabin? I never been there either, bro. But I'm gonna <laughs> just. I guess I'm gonna choose a. I guess I'm gonna choose a cabin. I guess cabin. Yeah. Well, it's there's it's, there's a difference, right? The penthouse is like you know the luxury. You're you're up on a fucking high rise, Vegas or style. or you're like low key chill family cabin. You know, fucking wilderness. I'd rather choose a cabin because I got a penthouse in GTA 5. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, Netflix and chill or turn up? I'd rather Netflix and chill, bro. I don't turn up no more. That's good. That's because you focus, right? Mm-hmm. That's right. Keep the eye on the prize. Mayweather or Canelo? Canelo, bro. I, I respect both fighters, but I'm, I've always been a big Canelo fan. I've always been a big Canelo fan. What about Julio Cesar Chavez or Canelo? Canelo by default because Canelo, I grew up watching Canelo. If I was if I was raised in the 90s, I'd choose Chavez. But I grew up watching Canelo ever since I was a little kid, so I got to choose Canelo. Supercars or Lolos? I don't like neither, bro. Can I choose bombs? <laughs> well, that's, that's a Lolo, basically. Oh. I'm going to put some airbags on it, bro. Yeah, it's, That's the same. Hey, bombs is bombs is shit. Mm-hmm. I have one more. Say, think of one. Mm, I gotta think of a hard one though. I'm gonna go back to the boxing though. Go for it. See, so you have you ever seen Pernell Whitaker? Mm-hmm. What about Pernell Whitaker or Shane Mosley? Pernell Whitaker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, I would have thought he would have said Shane Mosley. Well, Mosley's more like offensive. Because my bro- my brother, my brother's a big time. Uh, Boxing fan where, you know, he watches Prince Nassim Hamed. That's and, what I do. <laughs> I and, watch all those videos. And Pernell Whitaker. Yeah. And he was the one that showed me all those weird weird moves that they do. And I was like, you know what? I like Pernell Whitaker, even though he even though he didn't really have a lot of knockouts. But I like Pernell Whitaker more than Shane Mosley. There you go. I like Shane. Ah, I met Shane a bunch of times, so yeah. I like Shane. Shane is, Shane is uh, I like his style. He's, uh, he's offensive and motherfucking kick your ass. I remember watching. I remember watching when he fought uh, Mayweather live, bro. I was like, go. I was eight, I think. Yeah, I was eight. I was eight when he fought uh, Mayweather. Damn. Remember when he was was Margarito for cheating? Oh, I, was, yeah. I was at that fight too, and I'm like, I didn't know what was going on, so I heard him like, "No way." So what? What's uh? What's coming for you, bro? What? What's What's in the near future for you? What do you want to do? What are your goals? Where Where are we gonna get at? Well, boxing, boxing wise, bro. Of course, I want to be world champion, but I want to be top dog, like where everybody, everybody wants a piece, and everybody, like, even people outside of boxing know my name, like you know, like I want to be on Canelo style. Like people don't call him Saul Alvarez. I want to be called by like you know, oh rally, 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 rally. <laughs> and then outside of boxing, like, uh, I just want people to know me, like you know, he's not just some dude that wants to party or, or be with a bunch of bro- uh, women. He's low key, but he's a cool dude as well. That's what's up, bro. Yeah, that's pretty much it, bro. Like that. Lump Cullum Center, mm-hmm. February fourth, and then January twenty seventh is the the media workout here at Temecula Boxing from three to six. We'll be here. Oh yeah, yeah, I know you guys will be here. We'll be here for sure. Yeah. 
Uh, Jesse's bringing a couple bottles for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, he already told me. He already told me. So it's going to be lit. No cheap-ass Mickey's either. Nah, bro. Garden Mi- fries, too. Mi- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, Mickey's was bomb, dog, when, nah. when I was, like, 14, <laughs> 15. I never drank Mickey's before. I just remember my uncle chopping it up in the backyard. That's it. Hey, but you know what, though? Mickey's with, um, like, Michelada, that shit's fire. <laughs> I don't know why, but that shit is fucking fire. That's pretty cool. So outside of boxing, bro, I, I know you, we kind of touched up on it, but what are the most important things for you? Mm, keeping my mentals right. Just staying focused on, you know, my kids. Just trying to, you know, make some make some paper on the side. Get, get them straight. And just staying healthy, bro. Make sure everybody's right. What, what advice can you give the youth for, for kids that look up to you? Because I know a lot of kids in this gym look up to you and, and, and they see you and they see you fight because bro, there's a lot of kids that, that pulled up to that fight and was fucking chanting at the top of their lungs. Riley, Riley, yeah. Riley, kick his ass, <laughs> go to the body, hit the body. Yeah, Don't yeah. let him do that to you. Riley. The, the I was like crazy. Bro. Uh, bro. I was like, bro, there was these, there was a couple kids on the chairs, dog. Like, just fucking screaming and yelling. I was like, oh, shit. Like, they're coming out for my boy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you have San Diego on lock. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, so you want to you wanna represent the IE or are you going to represent San Diego? You know, I'll, rep- I'll, I'll, I'll always represent San Diego. That's where I'm from. That's where it made me. But boxing-wise, I'm a Temecula, I'm a Temecula boxer. Box, uh, boxing-wise, Temecula made me. Jesse Moreno made me. Travis Muckle made me. And Felix Nance made me. So you're you're repping Temecula to the fullest. Repping Temecula to the fullest, but I still got love for my six one niners. Nah, bro, we we're we're big fans. You know, um, outside of Instagram, you know, what I mean, we've we've gotten to know each other, and I've gotten to see you fight. Yeah, um, you made a fan out of me. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, you made a fan out of my boy Luke. He's just like, holy shit, bro, this fucking kid can scrap. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, you have a lot of people that backs you. You have a good coach. Uh, I only know Jesse. I don't know the other two. Um, but I know fucking Jesse loves you. And and you're you're on your way to start on my boy. Hey, um, hell yeah, bro. All, all I can tell you is, you know, keep your head straight. Stay focused and keep kicking ass and taking names. Hell yeah, bro! You know, it never fake the funk. Um, no. I've I've got asked about you a few times, and I was like, yeah, that's 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 you impressed the shit out of me when I seen you in San Diego. Mm-hmm. Like you really, really impressed the shit out of me, and I was like, damn, like this kid is a future star. You know what I mean? And I'm I'm glad that we've got to meet. I'm glad that we're able to build. Some sort of friendship, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Uh, whatever you need from us, my boy, just fucking all you got to do is holler at us. And whatever we can do, we will do. You know what I mean? For you, for Temecula Boxing, we're IEs, dog. Like, we got to we gotta represent and help each other out. Hell yeah, dog. I appreciate it, bro. You know what I mean? Um, you're, you're fucking humble as can be. You remind me like a, you, with your slick words, bro, you're a Mexican E40. <laughs> 
I grew up only 40, bro. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like you're literally a fucking Mexican. You 40 for like I hip hop raised me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Hip hop raised me. So I I know I know the slang and I know the terms and and you remind me of a fucking Mexican E40, bro. I grew, you know up, I, mean? I grew up on E40, does Like the 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 backstage interview that we did after your win. Posted up like dumb tags. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I was like, hell yeah, I'm just, you know, I'm cool as a cucumber dog. You know what I mean? I was like, mm-hmm. hey. You know what I mean? You got the swag, bro. Hell yeah, bro. You, you got the swag, man. And uh, what can we expect February 4th? Well, I'm not going to get cocky and say get a knocker, but obviously you guys know I put in work. You guys seen my capabilities and my, my skills and the dedication I put into it. Just expect fireworks, bro. A good performance out of me. And, you know, if the knockout comes, the knockout comes. But, you know, you know, I'm going to try to bust his ass up, bro. Are you the main event? Yeah, I'm the main event again. Hey, yeah. What's up, dog? So in what round? Just call it, be honest. Oh. It's an eight-rounder? <laughs> yeah, it's an eight-rounder, bro. I'm going to say no more than three. I'm gonna say four. I'm not. I'm not. Nah, you four. haven't seen my boy fight. My he's, boy he said he's gonna punish him. Yeah, I mean, I think. I think puts in some work. Four rounds. If it goes past the three, he's not gonna come in for the fourth. He's gonna call it on this on this trip. If he doesn't knock him out before the third round, he won't come out. Yeah, bro. Like you, you don't understand like what you hear ringside when he fucking hits him with the body. That shit makes my side hurt, <laughs> and he didn't even hit me. There you go. You know what I mean? Might What's up, right. Jesse? Third round? Oh well, he gets, he he'll speak for me. He'll speak for <laughs> I'm not gonna say that. <laughs> Bro, is there any any shout outs? Anybody you want to thank? Anybody you want to say hi to? Your daughters? I know your daughters will probably be watching. So you know what I mean. This is your platform. Whoever you want to thank, your sponsors, your girls, your coaches. Now's the time, player. All right. Shout out Big Chubbs and the homie Lou. That's what's up, dog. And shout out Analia Loco, Solo, Marlene Loco, my brother Chris, my dad, my mom, Triple P, Jesse and the whole TB mob. And, oh, man, my sponsors. I was I was getting nervous with my sponsors. Savage Chef, Dylan Soro, Nikki Soro, Rivera Towing. Avocado farming, the homie avocate from from the big eight oh five, and oh let me guess, avocates from Michoacan. I don't even know, bro. Is, <laughs> is he just from Oxnard? Yeah. Oh shit, big eight oh five Tri Valley, Doug. That's what's up. Well, my boy, it's been a pleasure. Thank you, bro. Um, let this not be the last one. Get what's up? Uh, nah. <laughs> um, it's been a pleasure, my boy. Uh, we want to come back and hopefully we can do this after your your next victory. Okay. Don't forget the belts. Uh, I won't forget the belts <laughs> this time, dog. I won't forget the belts. Uh, this was fun, man. This was fun. Uh, we finally got to do it. Yeah, finally chopping it up with you guys. I had fun. You know, we wanted to close out the year with, with the bang. Uh, we'll be closing out this year with Mr. Raleigh Rao. This is our last interview of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is not the last. So thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Where can people follow you at? At Raleigh Rao 619. That's R-A-L-L-Y-R-A-L. And you know the three digits, so I don't got to tell you. <laughs> 
Ah, uh, this fool swag is fucking up the chain, dog. I love it. <laughs> I fucking love it. All right, make sure you guys tune in to the Boxing Club Podcast. We are on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, Google, Amazon, all your podcast digital platforms. Uh, following us on Instagram at the Boxing Club underscore podcast. Tune in. Merch coming soon. Uh, sweaters, hats, shirts, hoodies, fucking sweatpants, crop tops, crop top hoodies. You name it, it's coming on your back. So we are the Boxing Club Podcast, and we are out.